The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is going on, folks? And welcome to episode 37 of Fretzelmania Podcast, the new Stone Cold. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast can be found on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast across all common listening platforms. Today, I'll be reviewing Monday Night Raw from July 23rd, 2001. Stone Cold Steve Austin has joined the Alliance, turning his back on the WWE. I'll give you my quick thoughts on Money in the Bank and tell you what I'm going to be doing with a little bit of modern wrestling when I can. So stay tuned, folks. You are in for one hell of a show. Last night at the time I'm recording this, WWE gave us Money in the Bank in Fort Worth, Texas, in front of a full-capacity crowd, I believe. And it was the first time since Elimination Chamber 2020 that we had a wrestling pay-per-view in front of a full house. WrestleMania this year had maybe, what, half to three-quarters capacity, maybe half capacity at Raymond James. I know a few people who were there, and yeah. So this, this was cool to see. This was... It, it felt right. It felt normal. Wrestling felt exciting again. You know, we're past the Thunderdome era now. And hopefully, knock on wood, we're uh, going in the right direction. Also, earlier this week, I stealth dropped an episode of Fretz's Fave 5 on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Radio. if you want a piece of that. Where I went over my Fave 5 pay-per-views during the in parentheses pandemic era uh i should say in front of the no fans or thunderdome or rest roster as uh audience members timeline the covid timeline if you will and it was in there that i revealed that when i can i'll try to do a fretz's fave five for my moments of the week on patreon so if you want a piece of that it's only five bucks a month you get a whole bunch of other stuff like that but i'm going to plug that later in the show July 23rd, 2001. Monday Night Raw is from Buffalo, New York. It is the night after Invasion. I will try to have that review up on our Patreon by the end of the month, if not after the long weekend in August. Stone Cold Steve Austin has turned his back on the WWE Joining the WWECW Alliance. Once again, turning heel. And he's hit a brand new buffalo right here. JR calls him a stone cold asshole. Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon, and Paul Heyman are all in the ring. Stephanie is cosplaying as, as her husband from last year wearing the, the leather jacket and the Nice shirt and the the leather backwards hat. While the crowd serenades her in 
oh-so-classy slut chants, she says, I don't blame you for being mad. Like, we t we told you, like, and everyone else is like, yeah, we told you that we were going to deal the fatal blow to the WWF, that the WWF was going to die, much like telling classy Freddie Blassie to his face that he was about to die. And then Stephanie McMahon, of course, would break down in tears after filming that and apologizing so profusely. But it's the business, kid. Paul Heyman says, He who has the gold has the power. And he who has the power has the gold. Referring to the newly minted Stone Cold Steve Austin. The three continue to hype up the alliance. Shane McMahon saying that uh, our fans of, of the alliance are more intelligent and more appreciative of what they have. They begin to hype up Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is just leaning in the corner with his title, smugly, sternly looking, blah, 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 blah. And then he gets the mic. If there is something that Stone Cold Steve Austin is about, it's appreciation. I haven't been appreciated in weeks. Vince McMahon is there hugging Kurt Angle behind my back like he's something special, like he's trying to replace me. And you're on the phone with someone, and I know you're on the phone with The Rock. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're foreshadowing a little bit here, folks. He's like, why are you calling Rock and not me? So Stone Cold Steve Austin is the jealous younger brother. Okay, I get that. He uh, says that, you know, he's jumped to a team that appreciates me and loves me. A team that's going to find me the best competition. And I'm not afraid of competition. I will not back down from... Kurt Angle's music hits. And he calls Angle pathetic. He calls him... You know, Captain America, Mr. USA. I see that Stone Cold Steve Austin is not a patriot here. And it's like, hey, you want to blah, blah, blah. You see me and you see fear. And Kurt Angle is not saying anything. He's standing on the ramp. He is being one of his three eyes. He is being intense. The secret word of the day, kids, is intense. Ah, he said the secret word. If you know what that's from. You're probably about as old as me. <laughs> Y'all might know this. Mads, hit me up if you remember this show. Kurt Angle then rushes to the ring and belly to belly suplexes Kurt. Uh, suplexes him. He didn't suplex himself, my God. He suplexes Steve Austin out of his boots. Steve Austin, like a yellow belly, runs with his tail between his legs away from Kurt. Backstage, we have an ECW pep talk with Everybody on the ECW side of the alliance, we got newly minted hardcore champion Rob Van Dam. And yes, I just did the thumb point to people who can't see me, maybe other than the pizza parlor that's across the street from my house. And, you know, Mike Awesome, Just Incredible, Raven, Taz, Tommy Dreamer, the whole crew is there. I don't think the Dudley Boys were because, well, they're coming up in a back stage segment right here in a second and Rob Van Dam's like you know we're the winning team I showed Jeff why 
I showed Jeff Hardy why I'm Mr. Pay-Per-View and Mr. Monday Night, and I'm going to show Matt Hardy what I'm all about next, because, you know, he's R-V-D. Yes, I just did the fun point again, because Rob Van Dam effing rules. And the brought to you by is really early this week in the show. And we have Matt Hardy versus RVD for the Hardcore Championship. And tonight, Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Corn Nuts, one of my favorite snacks of all time. Corn gone wrong. MX 2002 for the PS2, a motocross game I was not playing at this point in time. In 2001, I would have been playing Excite Bike 64. And M&M's, melts in your mouth, not in your hands. So during the introduction, while Lillian Garcia is, you know, from Battle Creek, Michigan, weighing 220 pounds, Rob Van, baseball slide to the face, and we are off to the races. You see Matt go under the ring to get some plunder, baby, get a ladder, and you see some aprons. You see a WCW apron. You see a WWE apron, you see a Raw apron, you see Hornswoggle, what? No? Ah, hydration break. We see a spot here, Matt gets the ladder in the ring, and he tries to do ladder-based offense to Rob Van Dam. But because Rob Van Dam is also high-flying type, it is not very effective. There is a spot where Rob Van Dam does the Van Daminator to Matt with a ladder instead of a chair, and referencing that Buffalo was the place where RVD won the ECW TV title and began his historic 23-month reign. We shouldn't be doing the Honkometer, Santino. We should be doing the Dammometer or something like that when it comes to undercard champions that Rob Van Dam he had he only had to vacate that title due to a severe knee injury that kept him out of action for a quite a while I, I believe his first match back from injury his first world proper match might have been at invasion because he vacated the tv title in 2000 sometime and then Rhino won with Rhino were super crazy they won a tournament for it and you know rob got his ass handed to him he came out at the last ecw pay-per-view guilty as charged to uh have some kind of impromptu fight with jerry lynn i believe it was but yeah he's he's back now and he's kicking ass so in this match rob van dam climbs the setup ladder but matt meets him there we see a Really wicked spot here where Matt does a hip toss off the top of a ladder onto uh, <laughs> Rob Van Dam. We see the oh, leg drop and a spot where there where Rob Van Dam is like sandwiched in between the in the inside of the ladder. He hits a low blow on Matt Hardy and then he folds Matt into the ladder, having a ladder sandwich, but it hits the Damn five-star frog splash with Matt sandwiched in the ladder. You absolute lunatic and still the hardcore champion, Rob Van Dam. Backstage, Edge and Christian run into their old pals, the Dudley Boys. 
The Dudley boys are impressed that Edge and Christian defeated Lance Storm and Mike Not-So-Awesome. It wasn't in the main event, but yeah. Y you did good, and Edge and Christian are like, what? Yeah, it might not have been in the main event, but you guys got your asses kicked. If it wasn't for Stone Cold Steve Austin, we'd still be cleaning up the scraps in Cleveland. And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. How about you, us, us four? We have a tables match for old times' sake. Okay. Then Booker T comes in and's like, you know, you be dissing us, blah, blah, blah. What about Stone Cold, blah, blah, blah. And then, hey, why don't you get a friend? We make this a six-person elimination tag team match. All right, we're there. And Christian goes to Booker. <laughs> hey, any relation to Mr. T? Well, you suck up. And then as they were leaving, Edge is like, a pit of the foo who goes through a table. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, what a dork. Speaking of dorks, Canyon. Ah, oh, RIP. I loved, loved Chris Canyon. Even when he was Mortis, I thought his Mortis gimmick was pretty cool looking. A pretty cool looking aesthetic. And then when he shed that and still used a little bit of that in his music and in his theme, like he he did a, I think he did a bit where he had the mask on then he did something. I, I don't remember. The one thing that I remember the most that my uh, one of my old buddies, Double J, him and I were watching... Uh, Nitro or WCW Saturday Night or something and you see he was trying so hard to Raven's flock and after failing I think repeatedly there was a bit where Mortis you know in his skull mask and that was walking up the aisle to Raven who is just standing at the rampway and uh Mortis, you know, opens his arm for a hug, like, shrug, hug, and Raven just like, nah, DDT on the, on the <laughs> rampway, and that was it. And then I saw him become Canyon after that. Who better than Canyon? Ah, I love that stuff. Speaking of who better, Canyon comes into the dressing room with DDP, and he's wearing an Invasion MVP shirt, and he's like, just think about it. If my team didn't win the six-man tag team match... Uh, the WWF would have won. Uh, hello. I think WCW won a match on Sunday Night Heat before Invasion. Yeah, like you count Sunday Night Heat. You count the pre-show. Just ask Survivor Series 2018, 19. Whatever freaking year that was. And he's like, who better than Canyon? Lance Storm versus Albert for the Intercontinental title. Oh, here we go. One of my favorite moments from this Raw. If I could be serious for a minute. With the WWF title now in the Alliance, it only makes sense that I go for the Intercontinental title and finally get the respect I deserve and not be interrupted by, Yo, you're dealing with the X-Factor. Why are you dissing Lance? What'd he do? Oh, man. So you have a great back and forth match here where you have a schmoz. You have a lot of power spots. You have a lot of Lance Storm trying to wear down the big man spots. Eventually, a whole big schmoz breaks out with the the cast of Sunday Night Heat, Jacked and Metal, and, and then Kane and Jericho. 
all run to the ring and fight each other because it's the WWF versus those other guys. And in this chaos, Hugh Morris, Fieldmont, comes into the ring, hits Albert with the title, and turns around into a super kick from Lance Storm. And we have a new intercontinental champion. My boy, one of my favorite Canadians, Lance Storm. And of course, he doesn't get to celebrate because Schmoz breaks out. Because WWF versus the other guys. You get it? Backstage, the Alliance are happy. They put over the night. And in this whole deal, Chris Canyon meets Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's like, who better than Canyon? He's like, I'll tell you who, you son of a bitch. Stone Cold Steve Austin is better than Canyon. He's like, oh, okay. So how about I do who better than Canyon? Besides Stone Cold Steve Austin. Funny stuff. Tori and Stacy are backstage and... I'll be honest, teenage me liked this. 37-year-old me finds this weird, gross, and creepy. It's like, and Tori and Stacey are talking, and Tori's like, My breasts are better than Trish's. They're more firm. <sighs> okay. Oh, and they have a smanking match later on the show. Yeah. Regal and Tajiri are are having a little chit-chat backstage, and it's like, the WWF has, uh, they've taken Stone Cold, they've taken the titles. Tajiri, it's time that we get back on our, back on path here, take back what's ours, go take apart that miserable little toe rag raven. Okay? Edge and Christian are like, we need a partner for this tables match. Are you in? Camera pans to Kurt Angle. You bet your sweet asses I'm in. Did he just say sweet asses? And speaking of sweet asses, why don't you take your sweet asses to the fridge, grab yourself a refreshment, grab yourself a nice uh, cold one, get some water, hydrate yourselves, kids. It's hot as balls outside, so be sure to hydrate yourselves. When we get back, it is Tajiri. Versus Raven, The Undertaker versus Rhino, and Team Eck versus the Dudley Boys and Booker T in an Elimination Tables match. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to Fretzelmania 37, the new Stone Cold. This portion of the show is brought to you by our Patreon, patreon.com slash Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you exclusive shows such as Fretz's Fave 5, The 20 Bell Salute, The Secret Files, Tales of an Epic Nature, Wrestle Wars, and 15% off of our merch on spring. Links in the description of this podcast earlier this week i stealth dropped a fretz's fave five i got the 20 ball salute coming out 
hopefully soon. It just depends on work and all that kind of jazz. So keep your ears peeled, keep your ears open, your eyes peeled, and join our Patreon, folks. You won't regret it. And buy our merch on Spring. We got t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, beach towels. Still have face masks for some of y'all, like Ontario, who unfortunately still have a mask mandate. Got those. And other things like pillows and and whatnot. Collections include the Fretzelmania collection. You get the Kings of the Rings collection with each member with the lovely Queen Bee themselves, the K. Murphy, Willie T, and King Ricky Rose. You get the Delight Show collection with Brother Mance and Mr. YLP's YLP collection with the Young Cubs as well. Now, on to the rest of the show. Tajiri versus Raven. We see a whole lot of kicks here by Tajiri. Yes, Tajiri is a kick-type Pokemon, and he just welts Raven with a whole whack of kicks. And the commentators wonder how the siege, they call the invasion the siege, okay, affects live events, including these ones, plugging the live events that are coming throughout the week. And we see a kick, a tarantula, a buzzsaw kick again, and Tajiri just wins the match. Straight up, no guff, fantastic. Backstage, Paul Heyman is hyping up Rhino to gore, gore, the Undertaker. The APA praise Kurt Angle for his good job for taking initiative for suplexing Stone Cold. Took balls, kid. Here. Here, have a beer. Uh, oh, 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 okay, guys. We call that drinking a beer? Here, look, look at us. We're, we're drinking now. We've already, we've already started. Look how we've turned out. No comment on that, GBL. No comment. Taker versus Rhino. We have a big meaty man slapping meat, or as the K. Murphy would say, meat. Slapping Majesty. We have Old School, which may have been just called School or maybe Middle School at this point in time. At least High School. That's well, because I was nearing the end of high school by this point. We see a Chokeslam denied. We see a Gore also denied. Finally, in amongst the chaos here, DDP walks to the ring to start stalking Sarah. The choke slam, uh, Gore was reversed into a boot. There's a choke slam and a win. And as the referee is counting and Taker finally gets attention on what's going on here, uh, he gets DDP and starts beating the crap out of him. And then Sarah gets some shots in. Taker gets a chair. But in this, Taker grabs... Sarah, like he's on the ground, he grabs Sarah and throws her into the swinging chair shot. And dead man hit his own wife with a chair in the back. That's grounds for divorce. 
wait, they are divorced. He married Michelle McCool. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, DDP drives away. Coach tries to get a hold of him as they call. This really turned me on. Uh, the pain in her eyes. Uh, I gotta go. He gone for a wank. Uh, DDP there, he uh, got so turned on from hurting a woman that he's uh, gonna go pull his pork. He's gonna go spank the monkey. He's uh, gonna go play yank it. Anyways... That's enough masturbation jokes for one day. Chris Canyon versus Y2J. Jericho says that uh, Canyon claims he's the MVP. No, he's the most annoying ass clown. The M-A-A-C. Who better than Canyon? Why every Jericho-holic is better than Canyon. He asks the crowd. Who are you? What's your name? Kevin. Kevin's better than Canyon. How about you? Gary. Gary's better than Canyon. Then this lovely blonde lady. Her name's Jennifer. I thought for a second that was Chris Jericho's wife, but I don't think Jennifer is her name. Unless she didn't give her real name. It's like, Jennifer's better than... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's Canyon's music. Who better than Canyon? Oh, man. There's a spark here. Where the innovator of offense, that was Chris Canyon's nickname in WCW. I think innovator of offense? Yeah, because Chris Canyon was a damn fine worker, a very innovative guy who would do moves into other moves and they would always wind up looking fantastic. And yeah, Canyon hits the flatliner. Or, you know, as some person people would say, the downward spiral. Or my personal favorite version of the move, the self-rock bottom. Yeah, take a look at that move the next time you see, you know, the flatliner or the pay dirt. You know, Shelton Benjamin uses a variation of that move. It's a self-rock bottom. You're hurting yourself while you're trying to put this guy's face in. But, yeah, the move doesn't make sense. It's like the playmaker or the play of the day, the overdrive. Like, like that move. And we see the Fram Slam of the Week, where Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned Kurt Angle, turning his back on his own company, joining the Alliance. Speaking of the Alliance, Vince McMahon walks through the ring, you know, congratulations, that's one battle, but we will win many battles, and eventually the war. Steve Austin leaving was an atomic bomb. You want nuclear war? You got it. Uh-oh. I'm thinking of reinstating a certain WWE superstar. Rocky. Rocky. I need to reinstate a certain WWE superstar. Rocky. I'm gonna reinstate The Rock. Big, big pop for that. So The Rock is gonna be joining the WWE in the fight against the Alliance. All right, Kurt Angle wants to step up to Vince and show him that he is intense, that he wants to be a leader. It's like, hey, 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 Vince, how are you? Like, hey, Kurt, have you been drinking? Hey, I'm good with you bringing in the rock, but you need a leader against the Alliance. You need me. You need an Olympian. You need a man with the three eyes. 
Rawa Kurt on her actions speak louder than words. So then Kurt Angle grabs Vince McMahon, throws him against the wall, gets right in his face and gets intense. I guess that's how you do it. WWF New York. And, oh, apron bump, this one's for you. I'll see you next week, man. <laughs> I guess I'll take this opportunity to let you all know I'm going to be a special guest on the Apron Bump podcast. So if you go to uh, Twitter, you go to, I think he's at Apron Bump or the hardest part of the ring. He also has a website. It's a heck of a podcast. It's really funny. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking some some wrestling. I'll let him, I'll let him announce what it's going to be. So Apron Bump, this next segment is specifically for you because it involves the Shoguns. The Big Show and Billy Gunn. Yes, these two were tag teaming at the time at WWF New York. I'm not booked tonight, so I'm going to sit here, order appetizers, and make fat jokes. But there's one bit where uh, they're looking at the menu. Hey, you want to order some bitch cakes? I mean, crab cakes. Okay, show that was good. That was a good line. Billy bitch cakes. And, Bill, and Billy's like, uh, trying blurring the lines a little bit here with, yeah, once you have some more burgers and milkshakes for your incredible body. Just a, a, a little bit too on the nose there, Billy. A little bit. And well, I mean, look at them both, both today. They're absolutely shredded. They both look great. Backstage, Tori Wilson attempts to seduce Jeff Hardy. With the spanking rod, I mean spanking monkey, I mean spanking paddle, I'm leaving all that in. And she wants Jeff to practice. So you want Jeff to practice spanking you, but you getting spanked means you lose this match. All right, but then Trish walks in and is like, you know, what the hell's going on? Trish and Jeff have been having a... Uh, a just friends or a friends with benefits kind of relationship. And, you know, Jeff just wants to play it cool, wants to play innocent, wants to stay on uh, Trish's good side here. It's like, Trish, she has a paddle. Paddle this bitch. Slap right in the face. This leads to Tori, Tori and Trish in another... Did they just have another spanking match? Or did someone else have a spanking match? I think Terry. Terry had a spanking match on Raw and that had... Oh, yeah, Perry Saturn was dressed up in uh, Ron Panty. Yeah, he was... Yeah, anyways, enough about that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, this is another... Announcers talk about anything else match. This is another... How WWE booked the women at the time. A product of its time match. Yeah, it's, it's on a pole. And I don't mean... Anyways, uh, the first to spank their opponent wins... And JR says the weirdest line of the night. Yeah, this reminds me of grade nine. Oh, yeah, back when schools doled out uh, <coughs> physical punishments. Anyways, uh, Tori gets the paddle and wins this match. Yeah, folks, that ages is about as well as milk. So that's been left out in the sun for about 25 years. Main event o'clock, Team Eck, old buddies, Edge, Christian, and Kurt. Tag up to take on the Dudley Boys and WCW champion Booker T in an elimination tables match. And in this, we see 
Edge and Booker face off, having a sneak preview of their shampoo commercial feud about nine months from now. Immediate, we want tables chance Pavlovian fans. And just like last night during the Money in the Bank match, once again, it proves that the tables are more over than the Dubby Boys, but Bully Ray was not in this match. The Money in the Bank match. Anyways, 3D through the table, Christian is eliminated. Book end through the table, and Edge is eliminated, leaving Kurt Angle on his own. He begins suplexing everyone in sight. A belly to belly, a bimmy to Jimmy. A spot here where a belly to belly threw the table on Devon and the table didn't break. I am the table. Shout out to Matthew from Botchmania. Then finally, a restart of that same spot where Devon is eliminated. A scissor kick, a spinner Rooney, much to the chagrin of JR. Like, oh, this damn spinner Rooney, idiot. An angle slam where the table once again didn't break, and they wonder, uh, Cole and JR wonder, if this is made out of Dudleyville lumber. The tables, that is. Another I am the table moment here that I am certainly going to see on a future episode of Botchamania. Booker T has the table in the corner, and then he is thrown through it and eliminated. It's down to Bully Ray and Kurt Angle. I think they had a match for the TNA title at, like, Bound for Glory one year, like just before Kurt Angle jumped ship back to the W. No, they had a match. I'm certain they had a title match in, in TNA. Someone hit me up on that. Who's our resident TNA expert? Uh, J-Bone, smash this podcast. Uh, Nate, Game Changer, if any of you two are hearing this, send me a DM and let me know if, if that's correct. We have an Angle Slam. And then Nick Patrick, that corrupt son of a bitch, he moves the table and the angle slam eats nothing but Matt. And then Kurt Angle takes exception to this hit and puts Nick Patrick on the announce table, locks in the ankle lock. Nick immediately just his facials, his everything. He's got it. He's got the biz. He taps out, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin runs through the crowd here, hits a stunner on Kurt Angle in the ring, helps Bubba Ray hit the powerbomb through the table, and I think the Alliance win this match. The referee is out, but they played Stone Cold's music after, so maybe the Alliance won this match. Okay, that was a fun episode of Raw. That was pretty cool. Uh, we're in the midst. We're in the midst here. We're heading to SummerSlam. With uh, Angle and Austin, it looks like we're getting that feud for the WWE title. You know, Taker and DDP were, you know, they're they're still a thing right now. Okay, that's cool. We have just a smorgasbord of other talent facing off against other talent. So we're going to see some random matches throughout this alliance versus WWE feud, which I'm starting to remember a lot of this. So my uh, my segment here at the end, what did I remember from this? I remembered Vince McMahon reinstating The Rock. I think The Rock appears on WWE like the next week. What did I forget? 
I forgot that Lance Storm won the Intercontinental title on this show. I knew he was the Intercontinental champion leading into SummerSlam because I think he faces Edge for the title. And what would I change? You know what? I, I, I said last week that I would kind of draw out the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin heel turn, face turn, whatever, the old Stone Cold appearance. I'd waste no time with The Rock. I'd get him in the mix here right away. But I would do what they do next week. And that is kind of tease stuff. Because I think The Rock's like, yeah, I'm on Team WWF, but he rock bottoms Vince McMahon. I think I'm remembering that right. But, you know, that's been it for this one, folks. Remember to listen to the rest of us on Wrestle Attic Radio. The Young Lions Perspective, The Delight Show, and The Kings of the Rings podcast are found on here as well. Follow Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter, Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram. I joined TikTok recently for some odd reason. I'll see how long I keep that. Fretzelmania on TikTok as well. Keep your uh, eyes open for some extra content coming up for me in the next little while. But until then, folks, have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time in 2001 Invasion Monday Night Raw.